Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ways to Live podcast. I'm so, so excited today because I get to talk to Abigail Keenan um, of Abigail or AK, AK Photo. If you guys follow her on Instagram or just follow her photography, you know that she is insanely talented, insanely creative, and just so much fun. Seriously, I just am so excited to get to pick her brain today. Avi, can you say hi and introduce yourself? Yes, I am so happy to be on today. I love chatting um, in any opportunity I can, especially on a podcast. Um, my name is Abigail Keenan. I graduated from BYU two years ago or a year and a half ago. Um, and I moved to LA and I was able to um, fulfill some different dreams out there working for the Lakers and doing other freelance projects. I've done photography since I was 16 um, and like to keep it very open as far as the subject matter. I like to photograph weddings and cars and shoes, but sports is my favorite. That's a little bit about me. I'm really excited to ask you about that specifically about like sport photography and everything, but I wanted to know like you know, where did you grow up and what was your life like as a child? Yeah, so I grew up um, just outside the Bay Area um, called Los Altos. It's right by Stanford. Um, I grew up from when I can remember till I was 14. I was born in Kentucky and then lived in Texas for a year, but I really remember California till I was 14. And then I moved to Utah when I was 14 um, I went into middle school for a year, and then I did high school in at Lone Peak, and then I went to BYU. But yeah, growing up, I loved the contrast of California and Utah. I take I say both when people say where you grew up because it was split in half. I think high school says so much about you and is so pivotal, and like your teenage years is so important, but also. 10 years of my life was in California and the Bay Area and that for sure opened my eyes to creativity and um, a lot of competition always competing in a healthy um, growing way which was really awesome Um, and yeah doing sports yeah so I played soccer and then I did a little bit of volleyball um, volleyball in middle school basketball in elementary school but I never loved playing it I always loved watching it more and then soccer I played high school and club all the way till I graduated high school so that was super fun loved that awesome so did you did you do you did photography in high school then yeah so I didn't really I got a camera when I was in eighth grade like a little point and shoot for Christmas and that was like my big gift and I was such a brat and I because every Christmas there was like one gift that you really look forward to. And I it was so random when my parents gave it to me because I didn't really think much of it. I was like, this is so random. Like I didn't really, I wasn't <laughs> looking forward to like a camera or anything. It was just this tiny little point and shoot, um, like power shot kind of thing. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is kind of fun. And I grew up watching my dad take a lot of photos on road trips and nothing crazy. He always just had a little point and shoot too. But I was used to seeing him like pull over and take beautiful photos and always keeping my eyes open. And that definitely was from my dad. Um, And so having a little point and shoot and I just took like photos in my backyard kind of thing. 
And then when I moved to Utah, I continued, like, we'd go on these little vacations, and I kept taking my camera and experimenting with it, and I would sell it and then earn money and get another one and sell it and earn money and, you know, just slowly work my way up. Um, and then in ninth grade, there's this thing called the reflections program in middle school in Utah. I think it's in Mm -hmm. mostly in Utah and you have to submit something. So if you're in your English class, you have to submit an essay or, you know, there's all these different categories. And in my English class, I had to submit a poem and I submitted a photo I took with it about like dew on the grass in the morning. (laughs) and I ended up winning for the photo which was so funny Mm -hmm. and I was like oh this is kind of cool it's kind of (laughs) fun and was like this is kind of like an artistic competition I was so used to athletic competition so to have like an artistic outlet early on my parents were very supportive and thought it was really fun and then yeah I just kept shooting and then someone asked me one day to do their senior photos because I was bringing my camera to like you know, all the parties in the summer or just like all the basketball games, just I'd bring it everywhere. And so she's like, do you want to take my senior photos? And I was like, sure. And I, I knew if I pretended like I knew what I was doing, she would trust me more than if I was like, I've never done this before, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I charged like 50 bucks and I just took her to these random spots and took these photos of her and then from there (laughs) I shadowed this girl named Chelsea um Chelsea Clark or Chelsea Starley and I followed her around to a couple weddings one summer when I was Mm -hmm. 14 and that helped a lot just seeing how she directed people and took charge and yeah that kind of lit the match early on that's so awesome I'm like so stoked that you got into it at that time because it's kind of like that you know people that are successful right now in photography a lot of the time like they got started at this like really pivotal time when photography wasn't that big yet yeah it was before all the apps started coming out where like your photography or your pictures really mattered yeah that's what I think too like I'm grateful when I started taking photos there wasn't Instagram it wasn't I wasn't on it it wasn't that big yet yeah. and then I hopped on like just because it had funny filters obviously mm-hmm. and then Facebook's really where I would always post things I had a Facebook when we were in the Bay Area it was big and I got one when I was in sixth grade because my sister went to college so mm-hmm. I used that to like keep in touch with her before I had a phone yeah And so Facebook for me was always like galleries and galleries of photos and just (laughs) so much content that like I would always Mm -hmm. look through and um, I could make fun albums and Facebook for sure is where I like started. I would do photo shoots with my friends just to like put on Facebook and like looking back, my friends in California, their dads had like nicer cameras that we would go and use for like fun photo shoots and stuff. Um. But yeah, I'm happy that it was like I put everything online just to practice. It was never that serious. Nowadays, like 14-year-olds just like take these beautiful photos in their outfits and like everything about it is just so like 
far beyond yeah. my awkward 14 year old self but oh, right <laughs> yeah I'm happy it came at such an yeah just an interesting turn where I still had a place to put it online but like mm-hmm. it wasn't taken seriously it was it all wasn't practice taken so seriously oh, yeah man, yeah I didn't oh, care I about likes imagine. or anything yeah yeah oh man I'm curious you went to Lone Peak High School and I'm pretty sure like that's the basketball team that was just really yeah right? yeah looking backwards just the timing and everything that prepped me in high school felt so natural and right. Like I did yearbook and then all my, all my best friends and my cousin, who's pretty much a brother to me was on the team. And I was always seeing that they didn't get any photos. They had like, they would screenshot, you know, newspaper articles or like they just weren't provided any photos that they could post after the game. Yeah. And like our student section would just go so like full out and hard. And I was like, this would be so fun to just like photograph them. And they're really good. Like it it made it so much more fun that they were winning and the energy of our crowd was just amazing. And so early on sophomore year, I would take photos and I would just find ways I could rent the lenses like from yearbook and from the photo department I just kind of snuckily found ways I could like rent the lenses and use their cameras and um, use those tools so I could take the photos and then I would go home and like I would just sit and edit and the gym lighting was just horrendous like it was so bad looking back but (laughs) it just taught me like to just figure out different ways to photograph the athletes and you know, where could I get away with hiding to take photos and them not getting mad? And oh, yeah, so, so starting yeah. that early off in high school and having them, their success be so like nation, they got nationwide attention and that all helped, which was like so awesome. A lot of them are playing professional now, right? Yeah. So my cousin's over and he played in the, the G League for the NBA and he was able to get pulled up for the Sacramento Kings for a game or two which was like so awesome and then he's over eric mika okay cool yeah and then he's over in serbia right now but yeah him and his teammates tj's over in poland and um it definitely they're definitely still chasing the basketball dream which is so awesome that is so cool i something that while you're talking i just i think it's really unique in a lot of like young people to see almost a problem like that like how you saw that no one was they weren't getting good pictures and then solve that problem yeah and I don't know like do you have you always kind of been like that and also did you have to ask for permission to do that or did you just kind of like do it and they were like Abby sorry I don't know if, do you go <laughs> you, by either Abby one either one whatever works okay. I like <laughs> Abigail I like Abby whatever works okay cool yeah. So did they just say, like, what are you doing? Like, and you're like, I want to do this? Or how did that work? Yeah. Um, I definitely think solving, like, a problem was something my parents would always be talking about. Like, my dad would be like, you know, this is such a problem, like, and then fix it. I've always been, like, aware of that kind of problem solving. And a big thing that helped was in Utah, there's so many photographers. And so even in high school before... Instagram was picking up but like there were just always photographers at my high school there were a couple kids that you know love photo too and I would see that they just took portraits all the time which like I wanted to get better at and I wanted to do but 
I wanted to make the athletes look, you know, really pretty. Like these photos were just so boring from the newspaper. And like, like I said, they were posting these pixelated photos. And so I knew if I wanted to, I knew I wanted my photos to stand out. And in order to do that, photographing sports to me is what helped me. Um, you know, everyone would take these really pretty photos of their friends up in the mountains, which like I love to do too, but I wanted the action shots and to make those look just as pretty as um, like portraits. That to me was like, okay, that's what that's what everyone does. I want to do that too, but I want, you know, a leg up or I want something different on my yeah. work. Even though um, I, like, didn't see it as work. It was just so fun. And to be courtside, honestly. Like, selfishly looking back, like, I just wanted to be on the court the whole time. <laughs> like, whenever I got to sit in the stands, I was like, I don't want to be here. I want to be on the court every time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Just, like, feeding off the energy, I can't imagine. Yeah, I was like, I kind of am selfish, and I kind of want to be on the court. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know how you do it, because... <laughs> honestly like with with how much they move and and just how fast the whole thing is going I just it's so amazing and and you really do like pretty is a good word like maybe even beautiful because like <laughs> your pictures are insane I think anyone so that, nice. listening to this that doesn't follow her she has got the most amazing pictures of the Lakers and anyone that you take pictures of really like you're so it's just, nice. <laughs> mind blowing. It is absolutely mind blowing. So I think we should like let's transition into getting your job at, in LA and for the yeah. Lakers. It makes more sense now, like how much you loved it there too, because you're yeah. from California. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just oh man, how it all worked out. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear about that. So I let's see, my senior year of college, it was in March. I was graduating in May or June and I flew out. I have family in LA and so I was shooting a wedding in LA. Um and I had a friend who wanted to do marketing for Kyle Kuzma, who went to University of Utah and then he was on the Lakers. And, okay. you know, we were trying to do more photos of athletes, up and coming athletes and he said he might have a tie to Kyle. So I was like, hey, I'm already in L.A. It's so crazy. I almost didn't message him because I'm like, I didn't bring my big lens. Like, I don't want to take an Uber. Like, I was like, I was like, whatever. I'm already in L.A. Might as well just message him. He probably couldn't get anything. So I texted him and I was like, hey, like, I'm already in L.A. If you could get me on the court or to take photos, like, I'm happy to help out. And he was like, yeah. oh, actually, yeah, like, let me contact his agent. So long story short, he contacted his agent and he was able to get me. Um, it wasn't like it wasn't during the game. It was all pre uh, pregame shots. Yeah. So I walked mm -hmm. in. I wasn't really supposed to have my camera, um, but I snuck down on the court and I was just taking all these shots of Kuzma, like pregame, warming up, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And all these people that were on the court, like. They didn't really care what I was doing. Looking back, like, when I shot pregame for the Lakers, if there was someone else on the court, like, I don't really turn my head. No one really cares. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I shot the pregame, talking to all these people that worked, that were my future coworkers, like, oh, what are you here for? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm shooting for Kyle. I'm shooting for Kyle. But, like, you have my dream job. Like, this is what I would love to do. This is so crazy. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, nice to meet you. 
like such a nice group um and so i tweeted the photos i got of that game i t- I-, I took some of lebron i took some of kuzma um and i tweeted them just like dream big lebron james big because it was just like the most surreal thing in the world that i was photographing lebron yeah and this designer alex medina he sent my my photos to the vp of marketing at the lakers who's actually a byu grad which is like so insane and i didn't know that at all and so it was like the day of the wedding he saw the photos i took and he's like these are awesome like what are you doing what's your plan like what's your story kind of thing because he saw all my other work Mm -hmm. and he was like i was like yeah like i'm visiting la right now i at that time I was I was like 80% going to move to LA after I graduated. I knew I just wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um and so I said I'm moving to LA in July, but I'm coming out once a month till then. And this was in March and he's like, "Okay, awesome. Let me know next time you're in town." And so the next month I was in Orange County. I kind of lied and told him I was in LA and I took an <laughs> Uber all the way up to LA from Orange oh, County, man. which is like a hundred almost a two hundred dollar uber yeah i was like this better pay off (laughs) and i met with him and he was so great he's still such a like such a mentor to me he's so awesome he does such a great job with the marketing team um and i met with him and i think he could just see how excited and how like how much it meant to me to even be in la in that facility like being in the facility i was like so giddy and he was like when you move here, I can't promise you anything, but like, please don't get hired by someone else. Like reach out to us and like, we'll try to figure out something. And I was like, that's enough for me. Like, sweet. So I (laughs) I moved out there in July. I didn't have any job. I had a place to live. I found an apartment near, near some family. And I was like, shoot, like, I don't have a job. My rent is like $1,200. Like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work out. I had like a wedding here and there in LA, but not nothing like past September. Mm-hmm. And then I did some um, Lakers had some camps like little kid camps. And so mm-hmm. Mitch hired me to do contracted work, which was awesome. I did that. And then like two weeks after the contracted work, he's like, hey, the Lakers just opened up this um internship program you should apply for it and I was like so nervous I was like this is exactly what I want yeah and so I I entered or I sent in my resume I did a couple of phone call interviews and then I was able to get the position because it every there were like 30 interns and they were in every department and so I didn't really know exactly what I'd be doing Um, But when I got the internship, it was social and editorial content associate. And so I was helping with, I did take photos. Photos was probably 30% of my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I took photos at like sponsored dinners and G League games and community events. But then every home game, except for like two over Christmas break, I was able to shoot which was an absolute dream. And then when I wasn't shooting, I was planning content, figuring out ways we could advertise. Um, there's a there's a 2K team, so video game 
Lakers have a video game team and then like the G League mm-hmm. team and then the Lakers. So it was like all and then Laker girls too. Like just all these different avenues of the Lakers and figuring out ways to plan content and And where were you putting all, all this stuff? Just on all the different social platforms. So I was helping with Twitter. The biggest thing I helped with was the Instagram stories. So on game days, I most of the time always did the Instagram stories, making sure our sponsor content was going up, our halftime graphic. Holy um, cow. All that kind of stuff. It That's was crazy. That's pressure too. How many people like watch those stories? <laughs> that, that was so crazy. Probably like almost half a million just like oh. – depending oh on gosh. the game depending it gives on me butterflies like, it was crazy i like you almost i always had to like completely not i would look at it but i wouldn't let it i wouldn't like physically picture it because mm-hmm. it would just freak me out even yeah. having i was like you have to have the accounts on your phone at all times and so mm-hmm. oh even switching gosh. between counts like it took me a couple <laughs> months to be like this is terrifying i wouldn't let anyone like hold my phone like Oh, it no. was just scary, yeah, no but way. you like got you, you accidentally would... posted the wrong. It's oh, so man. terrifying. Yeah. Oh, man. So, awesome. but yeah. So, it... how did you transition more into, like, did you transition more into being like a full time photographer, or come sophomore year of college, I was like, okay, like I really could do this full time when I graduated, mm-hmm. um, and then. I picked journalism just so I could learn how to write better. I never wanted to do photo. I almost did advertising, but I didn't want to work for an ad agency, so it didn't really make any sense. Um, But, yeah, I did journalism so I could write better to pair with my photos because I knew that writing was always going to be an important skill. Yeah. Um, And just how to story tell. That always made sense to me, learning how to story tell better because that's what I always want to do with my photos. That's so cool. Would you okay, so I wanna know like more of your transition with the Lakers, um, too, but when mm-hmm. you um when you went to college, like you didn't study photography, would you recommend like what what would you recommend for people who are going to school and doing photography? Yeah, so I was able to learn a bunch in high school. I took two photo classes and was always in talking to the teacher. But honestly, I always recommend YouTube. There's mm-hmm. so many resources and so many videos of like camera settings, what camera to use, what lens, like all the information is on YouTube and the internet. Not saying that, not saying at all that school won't teach you those things either. Um, but I don't know. I think I think it's really important to pair it with something. Okay. I think whatever industry or whatever you want to photograph they're going to see that you graduated you know if you do a photo degree that's awesome they're going to value that but in my eyes it was more important to pair it with something so okay I can take really pretty photos but I also can caption them better or I can write a paragraph or a website content with the photos to me just being more diverse seemed more important but if you're if you're wanting, in my eyes, if you're wanting, you know, your photos in fine art galleries and you want to you want to take these, like, I don't know. It just depends. I knew I wanted to be on social and website more. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I would love my photos printed in, like, a gallery one day. 
but for me i loved the business of photos i loved like okay is this telling a story is this moving numbers is this like Mm -hmm. selling a product or is this advertising the athlete yeah just that kind of stuff so cool yeah. Okay, that's really good to know. So when you're when you were at the Lakers, like you said that you started out doing thirty percent photography. Did that ever move up? Did you just Um, I think just throughout, like, cause people see that I photograph for the Lakers and then they instantly think like, Oh, you traveled with the team, you went to every game, you photographed practice when like in reality I'm an intern and I was like third tier. So one of my mentors growing up actually got hired to be the main photographer the year I got my internship. And so working under him, his name's jo- Joseph Sherman. That was like a dream come true working under him and like learning from him. Cause he, tr- he was the one who traveled with the team shot baseline at every game. Cause we only have one spot on the court for photo and video. And so only um, one spot that you can be. Yeah. Like from lakers marketing um Mm -hmm. joseph and then our our video guys all took turns so i was shooting like i was shooting in the stands and on the court during Mm pregame and then if joseph took a a shot on the court he was sending it to me i was cropping it putting it on instagram whether it was a story or we had a secondary account called lakers scene which is like all the celebrities and like more the crowd life so I was taking a lot of those to like to document the atmosphere and just there's so much going on at Lakers games. So yeah, t- can you tell us more about that like what was yeah, feeling like and yeah, just everything. It was I had never I the only other Laker game I went to was that one I shot of Kyle and even at that game it was the energy is different than any other nba experience i've ever seen Mm -hmm. um to the way they light it they light it very dramatic so it's like a stage instead of like jazz games um are just like it's all light during the game whereas like the lakers have this like theater like it's almost like a play like the way that the the light is almost dark yeah the whole outer ring is dark um and just like even preseason it wasn't even real season yet and like celebrities want to be courtside they want to be photographed they want to be supporting (laughs) like the premier like los angeles basketball team like everything about it was just so like just premier that's just how i think of it and premium just like it's just the basketball game and the even the sporting event you want to be photographed at which, you know, most of the time celebrities are up in their box at like yeah. football games and stuff. But for the Lakers, they, they're so front and center. You know that they wanted to be photographed. Like, would they wave to you or? Um, just how they dress and how they interact and like, and then they they want to be associated with the Laker brand. Um, just like wearing a pair of shoes, they want to be like, you know, associated with that brand. And so I would go up um like 80 percent of the time and ask hey i'm with lakers social media would you mind if we took your photo Mm -hmm. um and they're like you know 80 percent of the time yeah for sure like love to and so i'd back up have them look at me 
just because you know all these other ven like all these other companies are taking photos next to me or from the baseline of the celebrities like getty images or espn or like all these other avenues are taking photos of them but i always felt if the celebrity was looking at us it just looks better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah well i feel like that maybe that is what sets your work apart a lot of it just i don't know it seems so personal and like like you connect with them um what was that like like because you took pictures can you name some of the celebrities yeah yeah it was it was so fun because every game we didn't really know who was coming my mm-hmm. favorite was Kim and Kanye because I'm a diehard Kanye fan. <laughs> so to be able to take a photo yeah. and for them, they're one of the very few that I didn't ask because I knew okay. I'm not going to bother them. I'm like, they're superstars. I'm going to let them do their thing. If they look, they look. That's great. Mm-hmm. And so I went up and they just looked like straight at me and I was like, great. This is exactly what we needed. Yeah. And then um, The weekend, Eddie Murphy, Will so Ferrell. Funny. Oh, wow. uh, Mark Wahlberg, Halsey, Lizzo. Oh, man. It was crazy. And then just a ton of like, what would you call them? Like Hall of Famers, right? Yeah, other athletes too. We had um, a couple guys from the Rams. We had um, Dwayne Wade. Um, who else? We had... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is, oh, like, yeah. Lakers, just, like, royalty. hmm And then Kobe and Gigi, which was, like, they came to two games this season. Mm-hmm. The November one was the one I photographed that they were at, and that was, like, the, ener- the energy in Staples was unlike anything cheering him on. Like, Ugh. it felt, it was a roar when he came in. It was just everyone worshipped him, and then when he left, no one was watching the game, just just like this huge roar and then the second game he came to i was back home for christmas but my coworker photographed it um man which is crazy because he just didn't come he didn't come to really a lot of games like he was in his next chapter of life and um you know the past couple years he hadn't been to that much but this year he knew it was a better team and he was showing his support and oh wow yeah so crazy. yeah let's talk about that like you were there when when Kobe passed away right yeah I oh, was man. my parents were in town I was coming out of church and I like found out and instantly started bawling and I felt stupid but then no, I was like yeah. the more it grew on me I was like this is everyone I work with has worked with him like the whole the whole company the whole building the whole team like my coworker was on the plane when all the players found out. Just, oh my gosh. just like the whole city mourning, and it felt, it felt really long. Like we mourned for like, you know, we're still mourning, but like a month yeah. or two months, it was just so so heavy. And there was the memorial game, which all the players wore the Kobe jerseys, and they put the, the eight, the two and the twenty four on the court. And then there was the Kobe Memorial, which was at Staples and all, all the, all the workers or the whole company got to go to that, which is something I'll never forget to be able to go to that and hear, 
um, just the different performers and the different speeches that were given were insane. Wow. I have a lot of family and friends like that are Kobe fans that yeah. I remember, well, I was extremely sad. I remember my husband cried and yeah. then my, I remember my cousin who is probably the biggest Kobe fan I know, like literally sobbing for days. For like, days. And like, that's, you, I couldn't like, it came in waves where all I would want to do is look at photos and videos and highlights and then part of that day I was like I can't look at anything anymore like you kind of would have to shut everything off and just picturing his family and his wife and hearing Vanessa speak about it and it was what did she say you should tell us like about that yeah she spoke she spoke first which was like really very powerful that she wanted like I mean I guess I would want to speak first to you know it's just a very emotional day and she was just very held together and talked about her love and her just her companionship with Kobe that like out of everything they were a team her and Kobe were a team and they were raising these girls and that now that he's taking care of Gigi like her goal in life is to take care of her other girls and like that's all that she knew Kobe wanted was to take care of her other girls and like she has to do this on her own but just a very very religious perspective which was really like um empowering and beautiful to hear her words about um her belief in god and just her spirituality was really um beautiful to to hear um and just just the next chapter he had in his life like he he was a coach he was Gigi's coach and he loved his championships and he loved his career with the Lakers in Los Angeles but he had this new chapter of fatherhood that he was stepping into and um that he loved he was taking up every second of it and it just it just like came too soon which just the whole city grieving and how many how many other my favorite part is how many other athletes he inspired He, he inspired I mean, this whole generation of basketball players, but then to see all these football and soccer and tennis players who just loved Kobe as an athlete was just so inspiring. I just, I think, like, at least my family's favorite thing about Kobe is just how much he talked about hard work and how hardworking he was. And it's just, like, it almost seems attainable in a way. Like, Yeah, he really made you feel that if you put in the work you will get success if it's everything you want and if it's everything you desire then you can do it which is like so inspiring for so many people serious so I think you took that picture of Kobe and Gigi courtside that like it kind of went viral when he died um my coworker took that okay yeah I took one of them courtside we didn't publish it on any of our platforms i posted it but the one of i took one with his um his manager who's now the gm of the lakers rob polinka that um which is crazy they my supervisor as soon as i as soon as he passed i sent all my photos of the kobe game to him and he sent it to rob polinka's assistant and she blew it up and put it in his office. 
which is like it's crazy it's like vanessa and then rob are like his go-to people yeah and um it was one of my last days working because they had to terminate the internship i was getting ready for full-time hopefully um getting put on new projects and stuff and it came Mm -hmm. out of nowhere they had all the mba pretty much let go of all their interns Oh, wow. And my supervisor sent me a photo. He was on a, a Zoom call with Rob Polinka and my photos in the background behind him. And like, oh my it was the craziest, most surreal feeling. I still like get chills thinking about it to be able <laughs> to like photograph such a impactful moment. And when I took it, I was sad that Rob's face wasn't in it. It was just Kobe. I was like, oh, I wish I got Rob's face. And then looking back, it's exactly how it was supposed to be and how um it just portrays kobe's love for rob so that was really special that's so awesome i i love this because like i don't know i'm sure you watched the what's it called the last chance like that whole documentary the last dance yeah yeah last dance yeah and uh just how important like the photography and the video and everything was then for like so that they could you know pass it on like when they make one of Kobe, like you could have pictures in there or stuff that you So taken. it's so crazy to just like, and I always have to step back because like I liked the Lakers growing up, but they weren't like my team. But then when I moved, I liked a lot of different teams growing up. But when I moved to LA, I was like, this is a team I want to become a big fan of. Like this is a team I want to always love. And even having an ounce of like, a brief a brief intro to the Lakers and be being able to photograph like a brief glimpse in their season was like such a such a blessing and something I'll always be grateful for because like I look at these fans that have loved the Lakers and loved Kobe their whole life and I'm like I feel so like am I supposed to be here like is I feel so (laughs) selfish that I'm here and I'm documenting this but I just took it as like just a history lesson like just documenting the history of this moment and being at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Even though it's unfortunate to say, I do feel like I was at the right place at the right time. And Oh yeah. It's crazy. Well, I feel like the thing is, is like you understand the weight of those moments and just how important athletics is. And yeah. I can, I, I definitely think that you were the right person for the job. Oh, I loved, like, I loved every second of it. And looking back, I do feel like my time, I believe in timing and I believe in things will work out how they're supposed to. Um, Moving forward, whenever we get fans back, um, I've made it very known that they're my first option and they're who I would always love to work for. Um it's like a first love kind of thing. Like they're just always going to have a big place in my heart. Um, And if, I mean, crossing our fingers, I hope they win. And I feel like it's so funny when I watch them play, I feel like it's a different season from when I worked with them, but it's still the 19, 2020 season. Oh, crazy. Which is so crazy. But yeah, I hope they, I hope they pull through and win it. Yeah. I, uh, before we move on through the um, Lakers stuff, I just I want to know if you could just tell people like what are some things that they don't see on TV when they're watching the games? Like what are, what's something that you wish people could 
experience? I loved, I just love the crew that worked the games. Like my favorite part, I still like just the energy I had from running the tunnels. Like I was a mad woman during the games because you just have to <laughs> run around. Like I yeah. would run back at a lens, come back, photograph, wait till it's a timeout, run on the court, get the photo of the court side, run back, edit it. Like the energy and the people that work the the staples games and any arena or are just like the glue that holds it all together. Cause it's like, you know, you start to become friends with the, you know, the security who are on the courts and all the different avenues of media that, you know, photograph the game before the, yeah. before the game was almost my favorite part. Cause we, we all got to have dinner and sit down and talk about it. And, in the press room, there's all these big TVs of different games going on. And just the people that have – there's this one photographer, Andrew Bernstein, that has worked for the NBA. He's in The Last Dance. He photographed a lot of those photographs. He's just done it forever. Mm-hmm. And to even just be around him and have tiny conversations with him and him even knowing my name was just, like, the greatest thing I could ever learn from and – be around so I would just say definitely just the people that work the games is what I wish everyone could see and recognize because even the players the players are are very grateful of all the people that help them out and Mm -hmm. work those games and being able to see the people that the athletes surround themselves with that are then at the the games is really special so cool um okay I can edit this out if uh you don't have a good or if you don't know of anything but like is there any tea like oh <laughs> on um, the, that you can share with like how things are pulled off or let's see I think something that was funny that I saw and it's not like I'm revealing anything but the when there were some times where we were in the locker room at the practice facility Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys wear women's deodorant. I thought that was really funny. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, not like all of them, but I would look here and there and I'm like, oh, that's like women's deodorant. That's really interesting because I wear men's deodorant. Like, oh, really? I thought it was so funny that some of the players wore women's deodorant or that um, <laughs> I loved seeing their cars. What, like secret or something? Yeah, it was like secret. And it, it smelled why. pretty nice. It wasn't super flowery, but I was like, that's so <laughs> weird. Um, I love seeing their cars. So when you okay, walk, yeah. when I would walk in for the media, all the players have their cars. And it was fun to see what they drove and if they had a driver, or if they drove their car. Um, oh, and then yeah. after the game, I would walk through and all the players are at their cars. And so that I loved that I mean I would you where know, were you... they parked are they just like in the back or something it's or... um under the stadium oh wow so there's parking like out and around Staples I cannot and imagine seeing tunnel. that it's like, crazy all the like LeBron just like leaning against his car or something I would <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> and but... definitely like I would keep my head down and just walk through like you're not there to say or even look at them but like even just seeing them in their normal clothes after the game, talking to like their family and friends that came. That was definitely my favorite. That was really okay. special to see and be a part of. I so I don't know what it is about like NBA players or celebrities 
like they're just normal people right exactly for sure why do we do this to them (laughs) i know i think about that all the time i'm like especially me photographing i'm like i never want to bug them but like documenting them is i mean everyone loves seeing it everyone loves like seeing what they do and say but like the same time it's just exhausting you have to put on this like facade all the time and you have no privacy and people can make money off like two Mm -hmm. seconds of you it's just exhausting watching that with michael jordan like actually made me sick and i do think watching that documentary i think they've done a better job in this day and age of giving people their privacy because they've had the cameras around for so long whereas that was the introduction of like one of the biggest celebrities pop stars of like just like cultural figures in the world so anything on michael jordan was just like gold whereas nowadays like lebron is very similar to that but lebron has all these people around him like like he doesn't just like do media for everyone everything everything is very guided for him and Mm -hmm. he is taken care of by his people and it's good to see that he's not like you know as soon as he steps on the court he's bombarded but like Mm-hmm. he's given his space and his time whereas Michael was like every yeah. second he had to hide all the time all the time Ugh, I cannot imagine well that makes me happy to know that it's like better now yeah I think so so cool so um for let's see for photographers that want to get into the athletic space uh what would you say to them I would say Definitely in high school and college, as best as you can, shoot just a variety of sports to figure out what sports you really love to photograph. Um, Because I shot a lot of soccer, too, which I shot for the BYU men's soccer team when I was in college, and that opened up a lot of opportunities. Um, And then from there, just making your photo stand out within that sport. So I studied, like, all the newspapers and – I would just look back at like vintage basketball photos and when they shot on film it was shot so so beautifully and I'm like they don't photograph like that anymore the colors don't look like that the poses yeah. the fashion like I want my photos to stand out mm-hmm. and just really being a student of that sport like okay. you're not going to learn anything if you're not around that sport a lot um, so really just emerging it submerging yourself in that environment um in high school and college and then from there I feel like that industry um they'll take notice but you just just emailing just emailing like a local soccer team or a local volleyball team of like for free like you're not gonna get paid straight out of the gate like Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to do a lot of work for free and Mm -hmm. um that's the best portfolio you can build because when you put on your portfolio no one's gonna know if you got paid for it or not I mean Mm -hmm. if they ask you you have to like tell them but if you have a portfolio of these beautiful images and you you're not even getting paid to do it um I think it people will take notice for sure well I think too like good athletic photography especially just like from the ground up like I don't know I feel like at your level it's it's so amazing but then when you go down into like high school and sometimes even college like it's it's just like there's so much room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, I feel and like... there's yeah there's newer cameras and mm-hmm. gear that'll help 
just make it look interesting in any way you can because most of the time it's not going to be interesting yeah so you have to make that make the athletes and give them the photos that was a huge thing for me is the best person that can post your work or the athlete themselves oh cool yeah that's a good tip um what like exact maybe settings or camera or what like has changed the game for you gear um once i i owned i used to own this really big lens for soccer um it was kind of like a big investment for me it was it was like a 150 to 600 which is just massive but that's like kind of what you need for soccer Mm -hmm. um any kind of really long lens even though it just depends on what sport you're shooting Mm-hmm. But anything to bring the athletes that much closer to really see them and, like, obviously still shoot wide and see get the atmosphere of the game. But bringing in and getting close. And I even started to shoot a lot of pregame stuff on my portrait lenses because it, you know, you don't really shoot athletes on these, like, art lenses. Mm-hmm. So obviously having that really that long lens was really helpful because it brings the athletes really close to you and shooting Mm -hmm. different details of their shoes or but Mm -hmm. then but then contrasting that and shooting with like an art lens to make it the depth just like these athletes aren't photographed on portrait lenses like yeah all the time and so to bring that depth and like artistic feel yeah Yeah. pretty I guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) I've like I'm specifically thinking of like your pictures of LeBron when you talk about that because they're the best like geez just bring yeah bring it in nice and close and yeah make them without and without invading their privacy too that's what the big lens is really nice so cool okay so i mean we've gotten so much cool information from you like thank you so much i wanted to just kind of end talking about um I, d- I want to know this part of you. I know yeah. that you're obsessed with shoes. Yes. At least sneakers. So just for people that maybe follow you or, you know, they're also sneaker heads. Like, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about, like, where that came from? And Yeah. Um, I It was kind of freshman year of college. I got, like, just a pair of blazers. Like, nothing crazy. And they weren't a popular shoe, but everyone kept complimenting them and I was like this is kind of fun like people just love this pair of shoes that I wear whenever I wear them Mm -hmm. and I love them like they're a great pair of shoes um and I kind of took it as an investment of like you can have like really nice clothes and really cool style but to me shoes were always a little bit more universal Mm -hmm. like even if people don't know fashion or something, if you have crazy fun shoes, they'll comment your shoes. Mm-hmm. Not that, like, approval is everything, but, like, I just loved. And then once I started wearing certain types of shoes, the people that knew what they were and loved them, too, it just, it brings the community together. Just, like, oh, if you wear, yeah, like, if you wear, a you know, a a Lakers basketball hat, you're going to start up a conversation with it from someone. Mm-hmm. And I felt that same way with shoes of, um, it brings, you know, that community together. And I loved the way that it did that. And then once I got the job, I knew the people at the games were going to have 
and loves sneakers too. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I gotta set my game up. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make sure that they know they're getting taken care of by who's taking their photo. And it's the smallest thing I could do. You know, you can wear all black, and then if you have these fun shoes that catches someone's eye, mm-hmm. um, it mm-hmm. always sparks up a conversation. So I've always loved that part of it. And your feet don't grow, so you can wear them all the time. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, it's and I great. feel like a lot of them don't go out of style. Yeah, and they they all have a story to them too, which is so fun. I have very few pairs that there's. It's fun to see the ones that come and go, and then the pairs that I'll have forever. Mm-hmm. Like there's some shoes I love and I'll like for a year or so, and then I don't mind selling them because they just don't mean that much. But then there's pairs like I mean the pair that I bought for the Kobe game, I'll cherish forever and have forever. There, it's a Jordan shoe, mm-hmm. but they did a Kobe colorway because Kobe hadn't signed with nike yet mm-hmm. um and so that shoe is on my shelf and i'll always have and remember forever so that one's really special that's so awesome what's like the shoe that you get the most comments on um probably my travis scott's there it's a jordan one travis scott colorway that he did that unfortunately it was the one i've spent the most money on but (laughs) i don't regret it and i like wearing my shoes a lot of people wear them and clean them and it sits on their shelf but whenever i wore those people would comment like oh you wear your shoes like those are those have got some love to them and Mm -hmm. that's something that i definitely love with them that they people that know what they are really love them and people who don't know what they are really like them too they're like I've never seen that shoe before and <laughs> I'm like there you go <laughs> that's awesome I have a yeah. couple sneaker heads in my family so I know that they oh. will, they'll love hearing that and I, oh, I, that's I, awesome my husband and I were looking at your collection it's on it's in her highlights on her page yes all the sneakers <laughs> yeah they look so good well, thank you. Um, Abby, Abigail, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, is there anything else that you like wanted to say? Um, no, I just love any opportunity to to really tell the story. I'm coming without it being a promo. I naturally, I was just going to say this anyways. I'm working on a book. I had this um, book that I was working on. It was my senior project. So when I graduated, my teacher said, um, you know, work on something that'll help you get your next job. And so when I graduated, I made this photo book of all my favorite sports and lifestyle photos and the stories behind all of them. Wow. So I have, I was able to, to travel with the bucket list family and I have some photos in that. Oh and God. then just different sports. I have the last photo I had before working for the Lakers. I'm not going to really put any of my Lakers stuff in it because, um, those are all the Lakers photos, their mm-hmm. property, mm-hmm. but, um, all the photos in college and high school and how I was able to photograph different events, um, and the stories behind that. And I feel like that's what I just did with this podcast and any opportunity to like read between the lines and really see, cause people just are so quick to conclusions of this and this, but to really be able to explain my story and, um, yeah. the, oppor- the opportunities I'm grateful to have had. Um, is something that I love to do. So I will for sure send you one of those when those come out. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? That's so awesome. 
Wait, so you're you're working on those and you're going to publish it soon? Yeah, I'm I think I'm just going to publish it on Amazon and just make it oh, easy. Oh, so cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to do a coffee table book. Yeah. But for this one, I feel like I want it to just be accessible to more people. One day I'll have like a really nice hardcover book, but this one I want to just be a quick read and kind of have little pointers here and there. So I'm very oh excited gosh. for that. Yes, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> very excited. Called? It's called, I'm kind of like bouncing around, but I'm pretty sure um, the title of my senior project was No Press Pass Beyond This Point. Mm. So it's it's going against like, most of the time I didn't have a press pass for any of the stuff I was doing and just like, you know, having to sneak my way in a lot of the time. So that's sweet. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm very excited. Cool. Well, I'll uh, my followers updated on that. And uh, yeah, that that's so cool, Abby. I'm, I'm so excited. That up. I would be yes. so sad if you didn't. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. And thank you again so much. I love chatting. I appreciate it so much. No, I appreciate it. This is this is really cool for me. So I'm really grateful that you came on. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, this was another episode of Wasteland Podcast.